Ah, hi. How's it going? Okay. Oh, this actually works now. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, because I just spent an hour talking to a guy in New York. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess, I don't know, Skype got fed up with America at three times. I don't know what that was. So. What, what version of Skype are you running? The new one? Oh, I, I'm on a Windows machine right now. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even keep track anymore. All I know is that every, every like other time I restart it, it updates itself. That's all I know. Yeah. I, uh, I'm still rocking uh, on the Mac. I'm still rocking I, uh, Skype 2.8. Oh, the old UI one, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and um, <laughs> it, it sometimes doesn't play nice with uh, with old, newer versions, I guess. So, but we got oh, it working. Okay. It's working. I have to. Yeah, this- I have to apologize. I I know you mentioned it on your show with Mike, but I need you to pronounce your name, your first name for me, because I'm I'm terrible. <laughs> okay, this is gonna be like a running theme now. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna start recording my uh, just go for this. it. Yeah, so that it's working. It's actually working. Great. Boom. Okay. So yeah. Okay. And then you're gonna uh, pronounce your last name because right, I'm, I'm gonna bind with that one. So that's okay, fair. mine's Anje. Anje. Yeah. Oh, well, that was close, but uh, yeah. Um, you, you try you one guys, more time. Do one more time. Okay. okay. Anje. Oh, that, that was better. Yeah, the, better? the je sound usually is uh, kind of yeah. hard for you guys. So yeah, we don't do it very often here. Yeah, it's pretty much non-existent. The, the, only, close, the, only... the closest thing we have is uh, this little um, juice, this little uh, juice um, company that you find in malls, and it's called Orange Julius. <laughs> okay, that's, that's, yeah. the closest, that's the closest we have. <laughs> yeah, you, you, um, the je kind of. Uh, no, is yeah. more prevalent in English, yeah. I think, than yeah. the je yeah. sound. So, okay, your last name now. All right, it's uh, Dr- I can't even pronounce it because I can't roll my R's. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 dry bra. It's dry bra. with rolled R's. Yeah, it's like Edinburgh. It's Scottish. Ah, okay. Ah, okay. That, that, yeah, because I thought I, th- I thought you were European at first. Yeah, I have. I just I, saw your I name. Have European blood for sure, and European very. Very, uh, your like north, you know, Scottish skin um, that reveals it, that reveals <laughs> itself mean? in the summertime. Uh-huh, okay, so. Uh, so you're not like translucent, but close, clo- close <laughs> enough. Close. I guess. You don't have yeah. to do a lot of digging to find my veins. Basically, is what it boils down <laughs> okay. to. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I think this already started now. We're I'm, already yeah. in. We're yeah, already we're, in. yeah, this is happening. It's so. fine. I'm. We're good. I'm recording. You're recording. It's all good. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay. Now I'm going to start with my first proper question. Okay. So, uh, who are you and what do you do? Okay. Um, well, my name is Pat and I am professionally a designer. Um, I work at a company called Perch where we do, um, we're making a, a video communications app. Um, and, uh, that's what I do in my, you know, my nine to five. Um, but I also do, some design work on the side, some podcasting, some writing, some photography, some filmmaking, a bunch of other things. Kind of okay, and we're gonna, busy. Yeah, we're going to talk about all of that, but I want to start with the podcasting. Okay. Because uh, um, actually, I, like, I first uh, knew about you when you were writing for uh, the Brooks Report. Yes. Uh, yeah, you Bro- took Brooks over review. for a week. The oh, Brooks the Brooks Review. review. I'm sorry. Yeah, the yeah. Brooks Review. Yeah. I actually, it's, uh, so yeah, I took over for a week. He took a vacation. Um, I don't think he actually went anywhere, Ben. Um, but he took a week off just because he needed some time off and asked if I would fill in. Um, it was a lot of fun. I, I had a lot of fun. And actually, he asked me if I would stay on and write um, 
basically once a week um, and just kind of contribute here and there. Uh, yesterday, it was literally two days ago, I actually had to write an email to Ben um, saying that I unfortunately cannot continue writing weekly, um, but asked if I could just pop in here and there, you know, on a Friday, a random Friday, because my time right now is so... I have so much going on with work um, and I'm just so busy and focused on it that I haven't had a lot of time. I, I'm trying to really like pare down some of my commitments. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. the podcast is one and trying to lose all the weight is a big one. Um, and so unfortunately, the Brooks Review, as fun as it is and as awesome of a, of a you know, I think um, Ben does a great job with the site and um, I think my voice was cool in terms of it was just a different, it was just a different voice. I come at it perhaps a little less angry than Ben does. <laughs> yeah, but, I, was just, I was just about to say you're the calm one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, which if you, if you met me and if you, I mean, not that I'm an angry guy, but calm is certainly not the characteristic uh-huh. most people attribute to me. So it was really good. I really had fun and I'm still going to write for it. It's just, unfortunately, I just can't commit to doing a weekly thing. So I'm going to write in. I'm going to, you know, every once in a while when I have something funny or or you know, stupid to say about tech or wallets or or bags or whatever it is that is sort of on the <laughs> brick review mind at the time. I'll, I'll pop in from time to time. But yeah, that's when I that's probably so that's when you first heard of me was yeah, but yeah, through review. that yeah. So but yeah, if you're gonna be gone more now, that that's a, that's a shame because you know Ben needs some like a counterweight. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? I, I here's what I like. Here's what I love about Ben is that he he really has no problem letting you know what he thinks. And it, he's 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 like that online, he's on he's like that offline. I mean, dude is consistent. If nothing else, dude is consistent. And so <laughs> I'm I, I still love the site. I still love Ben and I'm still going to have a part in it. I'm still going to do um so I help him out with the just some of the back end like design and and you know, whenever he does a little iteration um, or makes a little tweak to something like the navigation or something like that. He'll he'll send it to me and say, "Hey, what do you think?" I'll help him out. Generally, try and fix all the CSS problems, and um, so I'll still have I'll st- my hand will still be in my hand, you know I'm not <laughs> I'm not pulling away fully. It's just I can't commit to it on an ongoing. I just can't I can't fit into a weekly schedule yeah, for I me at that. this point in yeah. my life. So. Yeah. So, but you you weren't required to wear suspenders. I'm no, I, that's, it's funny because uh, I actually I actually asked him. I, so when I first posted the intro the intro uh, post the week that I did it, um, I really wanted to go out and buy some suspenders and get a photo taken with that looked just like his. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Um, I just could not. I couldn't find. I was still early on in my weight loss, so I couldn't find suspenders that were going to look look um, you know flattering. Well, yeah, but your your profile picture on Twitter is you in a <laughs> you know a party hat and a I, yeah, I don't I know just, an undershirt I think I, <laughs> so. I just changed that again too I changed that back to the to the I I have a illustration that a friend of mine Courtney did um, so it's an orange it's a illustration of me again but yeah I did that photo um, for a, a website that interviewed me and the name of the site is sadly escaped my memory. Um, but yeah, I did that photo. It was it was I was just like I need a I need a photo of myself and I'm not the kind of guy who looks good in portraits. You know, I'm not like <laughs> I'm not the most handsome looking guy and so and obviously I'm not the most fit looking guy. And so if I can just kind of play up the fact that I'm not that good looking by throwing on a party hat that I bought at the, you know, at the convenience store down the street, 
and throw a little <laughs> throw a little uh, party you know party blower thing in my mouth. Yeah, but that, that, there's so much wrong with that picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that actually, actually, the tank. So the color, the picture you're talking about is uh, is um, in black and white, and uh, the the tank top that I'm wearing is actually pink. Um, it's a pink tank top, which <laughs> okay, you, which yeah. you don't get. You don't get that sense in the in the black and white yeah. photo, obviously. But it's actually the same tank top. Um, I don't know if you've gone through. I, I did some videos a while back called preparing for john syracuse's reviews of um, oh yeah i saw OS i saw 10. some of those yeah yeah so the one i did in san francisco last year that was the same pink tank top that i wore <laughs> for in the middle of san francisco this park in san francisco where there's literally hundreds if not a, a thousand people just kind of strewn across the park it was a really busy place and we shot there was about nine of us everyone else was there for wwdc and they were wearing you know what geeks wear which is generally a lot of tech company t-shirts um you know well-fitting clothing um and uh and then i show up in my i showed up in board shorts and my pink tank top and and we rocked it so yeah it's the same tank top in that in that shot it it, it, i like it i don't wear it very often i only wear it i only wear it when i'm going to be on the internet yeah because that makes sense but i guess (laughs) absolutely but now that I know that it's pink, that picture is like... <laughs> it really changes it, doesn't it? I <laughs> yeah. really, the reason I went black and white, too, is because I, I, I shot it in my apartment and I couldn't get the white balance prop... Like to, I just couldn't get the white balance to look right. So I was like, you know, the easiest way out of this is just to go black and white. And so I, I lost <laughs> a little bit of the... I lost, obviously, some of the, you know, the pink... I lost the pink tank top, but... Yeah, I, th- I think you still made your point. <laughs> I, think, I think the point was made, yeah. I'm yeah. not sure what the point was exactly, <laughs> I, I, but it was made. Whatever that point was, it was made. Yeah. <laughs> so we got from suspenders to a pink tank top. Yeah, so exactly. That's, yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> exactly. There's the dichotomy there between Ben and I, right? A- again, pink, yeah, you know? Yeah, the counterbalance thing. Exactly. Yeah, it's all making exactly. sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. It feeds into she- so many areas of our lives. It really does. <laughs> Uh, I think his picture is also in black and white. Or am I wrong? No, uh, his, is in bla- his is in black and white as well. Um, oh, okay. I think his is more of a stylistic choice than a technical, than a technical <laughs> yeah. one. Or maybe he just couldn't find the white balance as well. So, well, that's know. possible. I, I, I like to give people more credit than I give myself. Um, so I'm going to assume <laughs> that it was just as beautiful a photo in color as it was in black and white. But I, I like the black and white version. I think he looks sharp, man. Those suspenders... I've never actually yeah, yeah. seen him wear those suspenders in person. He was, he's always uh, okay. wearing. He's always he he's dresses nice. I gotta say this podcast. This whole episode has been about Ben and, and the way he looks. It's kinda, <laughs> that, that's kinda true. Weird. I'm gonna have to work him into the title now. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or at least the suspenders. Yeah, the suspenders and the tank top yeah. somehow. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, so we have to talk about the hundred down. Because, okay. yeah, I, I listen to you guys, but I, I don't listen to every episode. I just, I kind of I don't listen to every episode. It's fine. <laughs> no, but the, the thing is, like, I, uh, when I, like, read your stuff on uh, Ben's site, mm-hmm. then, you know, I went into the, you know, pet rabbit hole and just <laughs> saw everything you did, basically. It's scary, but, isn't it? That's the thing. Like, <laughs> I've, I have on occasion found a site or found a writer or found a blog, or, you know, found someone that I find interesting. And you do a little digging, and for the most part, you find pretty interesting things about people. Um, you know, things that they've said on Twitter or on their blog or videos they've posted, songs they've written, photos they've taken, all those sorts of things. Um, the things that I've done have been pretty weird. 
<laughs> well, no, I mean, well, some of them are like, some of them are like in the realm of, um, I don't know how to say that, in the mainstream, I guess. Yeah. Like there, there's not, but then there's like the pink tank top stuff, yeah. you know, <laughs> that, that kind of, you know, there's these spikes there, which I actually like. So, you know, that that's part of the reason I wanted to talk to you. I, I will say, you know, I will say that the pink tank top, um, so when I, when I did that last video, the, um, video with, um, for the John Syracuse thing back in San Francisco, I actually, when I posted the video, uh, it got picked up by a few people, you know, sharing it on their sites and whatnot. And that was really cool. But one of the main sources of traffic for the video was this, um, uh, and I don't mean this uh, in a negative way at all. It was awesome and hilarious. I actually wrote them. It was a, a gay porn site. <laughs> Uh, it was a gay porn blog where they posted like hardcore uh, porn. Um, oh yeah, a proper like like a, an adult blog, not just yeah, you know. an adult uh-huh. blog. Like there's full on nudity, uh-huh. um, and the, but they would occasionally just post things that were kind of that they thought the community would like. Um, <laughs> and I guess I guess uh, you know big dudes and pink tank tops is a thing that they like, and so they posted it, and I had a good chat with them afterwards. I, I sent them an email thanking them for the link and uh and so yeah that was that was really funny yeah you have no idea how this ties into my day and let me explain <laughs> that <laughs> let me i have to qualify that but uh i this is like my third interview i'm recording today oh wow yeah and the first one i did was with uh somebody from here from slovenia uh-huh. who's basically like an uh, lgbt uh, l lesbian lgbt uh, activist yep yep right so yeah and he he, he told me he's a bear and that whole subculture uh, thing. yeah yeah, yeah exactly which, apparently yeah. if i were if i were gay yeah. um i would be a bear that's what i that's kind of my that's my classification i guess yeah, and I just talked to one this morning, so this is in my day that's, coming full circle, you, basically. Full circle. That's yeah. too funny. Oh, that's that's funny. awesome. Yeah, okay. So this is my third attempt at trying to talk about the hundred <laughs> so Let's see how Again, we can get derailed the, this the time. Rabbit hole. Yeah. Okay, so hundred down. Yeah. Okay, just want? explain the whole like the premise and how it all got started. Just all right. yeah. Sure. So the idea came from um so I I had been struggling with my weight for some time. Um, about three or four years ago, I actually lost, I, I was about where I was when I started this, you know, go round. I was about 265 pounds, um, lost about, no, 275 pounds, lost 60 pounds. Um, but then I, I went through a pretty rough breakup and just a lot of different life things. And so I gained all that weight back and then some, so Q, you know, last year, um, late last year I was, uh, 200 and, 80 something pounds in the high 280s. Um, and I realized I really needed to change something. Um, and I had been kind of trying, I had tried this paleo thing that my friend Ed, uh, who's on the show had talked about, he'd been doing it. He'd had success with it. Um, and, but I just, it just never really stuck with me. I, I, I would try it for like a few days and then I would, you know, eat a pizza and then just get back onto the, you know, get back into where I was. Um, then one day I, I was home for a friend's wedding back in November and was a groomsman. And I was at the door greeting people as they came in. And so lots of people were kind of smiling and, you know, saying hello. And that's sort of whole thing that you do um, with strangers that you're welcoming into a place that's not yours. Uh, but one guy came in and, and shook my hand. And the way he approached me was more of, 
a, a friendship, a relationship. Like he knew who I was, mm-hmm. or he seemed to. He, he there was a familiarity, but I could not figure out who the heck this guy was. I, I ran it through my brain, thinking it must be a friend of the groom's that you know maybe I met once at some time at a party or something like that. But I just couldn't place how I knew this guy. So, you know, the night goes on. That was like early in the afternoon. The day goes on. The night goes on. Finally, at like midnight, we're outside. We're all just kind of hanging out because the wedding was inside this little uh, barn-like thing. It was super hot. So we went outside, and we were just chatting. And the groom turns to this guy that I had met and says, oh, hey, Bill. And then as soon as he said Bill, I realized instantly who it was. And it was... Uh, this guy named Bill Dees, who I have known for probably close to three or four years now, um, but hadn't really talked to in about a year and a half. Um, I moved out to Vancouver, so that was part of it. But we also just didn't run in all the same circles. But we kind of had a, an acquaintance uh, relationship over Twitter and online and whatnot. But um, I, I just couldn't believe that this was the same guy. He had lost 130 pounds in a span of, a, of okay. a year. Um and then had like really like trimmed down. So he was 320 probably um, when I first met him. And I think I knew he had been losing weight. I, I think I saw him when he was like 280, 290. He had lost, you know, like 20 or 30 pounds, which at that weight is very noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, saw, when I saw this guy in front of me, I literally had no idea who he was. He, he looked different. He had a goatee, so that kind of threw me off a little bit. But I was just so impressed and so shocked. I was like, I mean, if this guy can do it, maybe I can maybe and have such a huge change in appearance, a positive one. He, he looks really good. Um, maybe maybe I can do the same thing. And so I was approaching the new, you know, the new year was coming and I, I knew I wanted to kind of kick off the new year by doing this, you know, trying paleo again. Um, but I knew I couldn't I couldn't do it alone this time. I, re- I really needed some help. I needed some sort of system. Um there was a lot of talk uh, back around that time, as there generally always is around, you know, December and into the new year. The idea of, you know, why resolutions fail, and it's generally because of poor planning. Um, yeah. And so I was just like, I need, I need something. I need some system, something that's going to keep me on track. And we just decided, you know, why not do something like a podcast, or why not do a call? I think it started the call just between the three of us, uh, Bill, Ed, and myself. Um, and actually, I heard another podcast by a, a, a relatively famous, at least in, in you know, the Americas, uh, um, named Kevin Smith, who do, who's doing a lot of podcasts these days um, with his oh, friends. Oh, I know, the Clerks. Uh, yeah, he did, yeah, he did Clerks. Uh, so him and his friend Jay, who was, uh, you know, Jay and Silent Bob, they mm-hmm. do a podcast about Jay um, being sober. He had a really tough time with uh, heroin and crack addiction. Um, and so they've been doing this podcast. They've done something like 110 or 112 episodes and every week, Jay goes out, and they tell funny stories. They're certainly funnier than we are. Um, they're certainly much more popular than we are. But um, the basic hook of the show is, Jay, how long have you been sober? And every week, he comes and he says, you know, X number of days. He just hit a 1,000 a little while ago. He's over a 1,000 days. So he's been you know clean for a few years. Um, but I just like that idea of having a, a place that is... Um, kind of out there that I can be honest and, and, you know, say where I'm at 
every week I do a check-in. Every week I say what I weighed the week before, what I weighed this week. Sometimes it's good news. Sometimes it's bad news. And... You know, and basically, then the rest of the episode is me dealing me dealing with <laughs> what that change means and how I need, how I can make it. You know, generally how I can make it go in the right direction. So, um, and we just like the idea too. We've been hearing a lot um, of people who, I mean, I don't expect this. I don't expect the show. It's not a show for everyone. It's not. It's not an entertaining show particularly. Um, but if it's something that you're struggling with, I think it's cool to have, you know, sort of someone else putting themselves out there and you can kind of glean onto them and, and follow along on their journey as you're going on your own. Um, and so if we can be that to some people, um, you know, even just one person who, you know, a year from now or two years from now finds this show and just starts listening and they get encouragement or knowledge or just, you know, just kind of a sense of, okay, I'm not in this alone. Then, then it was worth it, you know? And, and it's working. I mean, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but, we just recorded last night, um, episode 20, and I just hit the 50-pound mark. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, which I is listened pretty cool. to number 19 like yes, three days 19. ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where I was hovering. I was hovering over that 50-pound <laughs> mark for quite a while, uh, going back and forth. Kind of like edge, It was like going into a cold pool, you know, where you know you need to do it because it's so hot. But, you know, you kind of like stick your foot in, and then you take it out. And then you stick your leg in, and you take it out, and that's kind of what it was. I was kind of like just slowly broaching that fifty-pound mark. Like I'm not quite ready, but <laughs> finally, you know, I'm actually there and I'm a little bit ahead. So that's awesome, dude. Yeah, because I I, I I don't really have a weight problem because I still play basketball. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not I'm not supposed to be telling this, but I pretty much eat whatever I want because I you know, <laughs> like I. See, you're seriously. like my brother. You're like my brother. My brother can. <laughs> When my brother and I grew up together, okay, we were only two years apart, but we could not be more opposite. He will eat, you know, two burgers, like two Big Macs, let's say, you know, a big, you know, bottle of Coke. He'll he'll down, you know, basically a buffet. He'll shut a buffet down <laughs> and and lose and lose weight in the process. I look at a salad on a table and I gain five pounds, and so. I guys like you bug the no, crap out that. of me because because you have it so damn good and you don't even know how good you have I'm sorry I don't know if I can say damn yeah you can you okay can. so <laughs> but I just you guys have it so good and I don't think you guys ha- understand how how good no, you but, guys have it yeah but the thing is you see I I'm not like that because I I can I keep the weight off basically just by doing sports just by, that's by my keeping thing. busy yeah yeah and I, think, I, I think that's really the problem is that in this culture, at least in American culture, and, and even Can- I mean, I'm in Can- I'm in Can- Canada. <laughs> Canada. Canada. I can't, even, can't even pronounce my yeah. own country's name. That's embarrassing. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad this is like my first international podcast appearance, and I'm messing up my own country's name. Way to go! Uh, but uh, I, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Yeah, if you, it's not very common in this culture to be busy, like. It, you know, sitting on a couch and watching TV is like America's favorite pastime. And I include yeah. myself in that. I mean, the amount of TV I have, have and do watch is ridiculous. Um, but and, and so that's why this whole podcast and the weight loss thing hasn't just been changing the meals and changing, you know, just the diet. It's really been changing a whole lifestyle. And it's hard, man. It's hard because... 
so many of my habits, just like anyone else's, so many of my habits are so ingrained um, mm-hmm. and, and are just and are really just like second nature. You know, there's sort of this intuition that when I, you know, come home from work, I slot my bag down and I watch TV. And it seems ridiculous to say like that's a habit or that's a my natural instinct, but because of you know basically laziness. Um, that's what it's become. And so I've had to fight. I've had to really fight. Sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't, but I've really had to fight to kind of get out of this, um, really, uh, detrimental routine that I've kind of, or, or cycle that I've put myself in. And, and again, it's kind of like, you know, I, I, I spiral away a little bit and then every once in a while I get pulled back in and then I just got to kind of fight a little bit harder to kind of loosen the, the grip that it has on me again. So. It's, yeah, it's, it's that, been a fight, man. It's been a fight. Yeah, it's always a fight. But that, that's kind of why I like uh, the podcast because I can sort of relate because um, I used to not play that much basketball right, until yeah. I was like 22. I'm 29 now. Yep. But then at 22, I started to really play it. And then I, I still played third division over here. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's proper. Bad, but that kind of keeps me there. You know, that broke the habit because there's a coach there who yells at you if you're late and stuff. Yeah. And I actually need to be there. And it's like three or four practices a week in a game. Yeah. And that kind of broke my routine. So I kind of get the uh, uh, how the routine can become, you know, overpowering, basically. Mm-hmm. So th- I used, that's, yeah. I used, to do, I used to play sports all the time. When I was a kid, um, growing up, I played hockey from when I was four till I was, I think, 17. But yeah, um, you're, you're played, required to do that. Up there, yeah, right? I played I mean, baseball <laughs> every summer. Um, I was a very active kid. Um, I actually, I always kind of had this like, you know, fat pat, you know, like that was a nickname. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't say I was, I, looking back, I don't think I was fat. I was certainly not skinny and I was certainly not, you know, um, necessarily in the best shape. But I wasn't fat. I mean, I, I had a little bit of pudge on me. Um, but I was active, man. I, I played all these sports um, through high school. I played basketball. I played volleyball. Um, but then once college hit, all of it went away. I played a little volleyball for a little bit. And then music and life <laughs> kind of took over. <laughs> uh, and so I, I, you know, all that other, all those things that, had probably really been keeping most of the weight, you know, most of the weight at bay. Cause I'm certainly, I'm not, I certainly wasn't eating well. I, I certainly wasn't, um, you know, on this fancy diet back then that was keeping me slim. It was certainly only the activity I was doing. And then when I cut the activity out and kept going on the same trajectory food wise, I mean, then it just starts piling on. And so, so now I'm trying to break that cycle. I'm trying to get to where you are, man. I'm trying to get to where you are <laughs> or I, you know, I'm, playing sports and uh, I'm a sports guy. It's weird. <laughs> that sounds, yeah, that That's sounds, weird. yeah, that sounds weird now. I know when I think about it, but yeah. especially, especially if you imagine me playing like, let's say basketball in my pink tank top, probably, <laughs> okay. probably not yeah. the image most of your listeners want yeah. in their heads. And you do know I'm going to go to sleep after this. So, you know, it's, gonna... <laughs> right. it's, uh, it's pretty late over there. So you're, this is, uh, this is teeing up your, you know, your uh, dream cycle for the night. Yeah. My subconscious pink, pink is going tap, crazy. <laughs> Um, so the next thing I wanted to ask you about um, is the design work you do because mm-hmm. I really like your site basically oh, I thank subscribed you. and everything but yeah you, you have that whole minimalism and I talked to Chris Gonzalez uh, <laughs> like two weeks ago mm-hmm. who doesn't uh, retrofied.com and okay. also writes for tools and toys and he kind of has the same same sensibility so that kind of clicked with me and I just wanted to ask you like where your design kind of 
language comes from, you know, it's, the stuff it's, you it, like. Yeah, it's interesting because it comes out of a place of, how do I put this? It, it, it comes out of envy, I think, actually, which sounds weird, but let me explain. Um, I'm not the most organized in my day-to-day life. If you look mm-hmm. at my apartment, let's say, not a whole lot of organization, not a whole lot of style. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I just feel like when I'm on, when I'm working on a product, let's say, or on a website, I have something about the digital realm. I just get, and so um, when I'm creating a design, what I'm really doing is it's my opportunity to create what I want. You know, it's kind of my opportunity to create. If my life was only this design, what would that look like? And, and maybe that's kind of a weird way to approach it. And, and I'm not saying that's the only thing I do. Obviously, I do, you know, market research or, you know, you know, researching who the users will be, understanding the product, all those things, obviously. But when I'm in my design mode and I'm, I'm either just brainstorming ideas, it's a really freeing process to be like, okay, blank slate, what would I want this to look like? Because I can't figure it out. From I mean, I have the ugliest furniture. I have the worst <laughs> sense of style. I mean, I, none of like my tea towels don't match. It's not. It's not a good situation here at home. And so I need to recreate. I need to. I need to create the life I want to live online. That's basically how it works. And so I did a lot of research for the blog, for instance. Um, I did a lot of research into other sites, sites that I admired. Um, what I basically what I wanted my site to say and kind of be um and and that's what i made and it's still not qu- it's actually not quite there it's 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 a bit of a work in process and unfortunately i just kind of have to put in time as i find it but um yeah that's kind of where that comes from is just the sense of okay this is a place where i can i have absolute control and and um what do i want to do with that well that's a Pretty great answer, actually. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna let that settle in, and then I'm gonna move on. <laughs> okay, and then the next thing I want to ask you about the videos, you know, the yeah. the one I actually when we first interacted on, on Twitter, you know, the one I posted. But like, how how did those come about? And um, not just the Syracuse. Let's leave the pink tank top. <laughs> <laughs> let's leave yeah, that one just, aside. Yeah, Do you yeah, want me just, to bring up because there is a video. I don't know if you've seen it. There is a video, uh, actually two videos online of me um, jumping into and swimming in uh, a pool in a speedo. I can send you those uh, links if you want those. I can get them yeah. to you before you go to bed. Just as a thanks. Do that. Okay. Do that. I'm but, gonna uh, put them in the show notes. Then, so. <laughs> We should have. We really need uh, uh, not safe for work or not safe for life uh, on yeah, some of these tag. links. Yeah, but there, uh, I don't think a tag exists in yeah. uh, you know <laughs> to, to encompass all of this. So, no, I know. know. Um, no, the videos. Ah, geez. So I started doing vi- the first video stuff I did. I mean, how back do you want? Far back do you want to go? The very first video I ever made was I was eight years old, and I had my dad's. Uh, my dad had bought this VHS video camera. Um, oh, you still had the VHS things. Oh, this is VHS. Yeah, this is probably, yeah, this awesome. is uh, 93, I guess. Um, and he had this old, you know, or I shouldn't say old, it was new at the time, uh, VHS uh, video tape recorder. Actually, I think it was my grandmother's now that I think about it. I think she owned it and we just kept it because um, she lived at home and she didn't really have much to shoot. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I picked up this camera and I walked around. I have the video, I still have the video of VHS at my parents' house. 
it's just me like walking around my house kind of looking at things and then i sit down and watch this dinosaurs tv show for about half an hour <laughs> with just the camera just the camera pointed at the tv um so that was Sounds my like that was my real first breakthrough into the world of filmmaking uh as you can see lots, like- lots of potential lots of potential there <laughs> for really exciting things um no so then uh i don't know i kind of i wouldn't say i really was into video um or film I mean, I watched movies. I was really, in, you know, I really like movies and, and enjoy watching them. Um, but I didn't really get into making things until I was doing music. Um, I was in a band called Boss Rebel. We were kind of a ska, rock, reggae-infused um, party band. Um, and, and we did a couple music videos for a couple songs that we did on, on an album that I, I uh, was part of with the band. And... Um, that was actually uh, my friend Ed who'd shot those videos with us um, for us. And, and so we did those, we put them online. People seem to like them. Um, and then I just started kind of, I just got the, the, the fire. I just was like, this is fun. You know, we have, mm-hmm. we have an opportunity with technology these days, you know, the technology that we have these days and, and the audience who's there and, and are really, I think people are really in a way that, I don't think was even 10 or 15 or 20 years ago, really open to the idea of content that's created by people like us. You know, there's sort of, if you look back in like the fifties or sixties or even before then the, the culture between uh, the, you know, people who created media and the people who consume media was so um, removed from one another. There was such a chasm between the two. And mm-hmm. obviously, as I mean, this is, seems so obvious to say, but I think there's something really profound about it. The fact that <clears throat> now today, those of us who were consumers can now also be content creators. Um, and I mean that in the most positive, like exciting way possible. Like we can create things that other people um, have the opportunity to enjoy. That really fired me up. Um, and that's why I did blogging. That's why I did music. Um, and, and so that's kind of why I'm doing film now and, or video. Um, and you know, just doing little short things like that are stupid of me doing a somersault across the grass. I mean, it's so stupid and such a. If I were if I were to take that to a studio, uh, they would laugh in my face. I mean, they, I wouldn't even get through the front door. Let's be honest. Uh, in my pink tank top, they're not letting me in any building where where you know Jerry Bruckheimer is. But the idea that I can do that now and literally just post it online and get a couple hundred people maybe to who say, "Haha, that's funny," brighten up a couple people's days. That's amazing. I think that's a fantastic um, new reality that we're living in. And so that's kind of why that's why I get fired up about things like, you know, online video or doing short films as independent people, um, I- independent media in general. This is this is our time. And, and I'm, I'm just trying to take, a, you know, I'm just trying to do as good of a job with the opportunity that's been presented with, to us as I can. Yeah, because I feel kind of the same way. Because I, I call it giddy over the internet, basically. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I describe that. Because, you know, I'm just some guy in Slovenia and you're over there and we're talking and this is going to go out. Right. And know, it, that's, but yeah. we're all just some guys. That's kind of that's the yeah. thing that I'm really... <laughs> I, I, I've been listening to um, this podcast called WTF with Mark Marin. He's a comedian. Oh, um, yeah, I the, know WTF. Yeah. And he interviews all these comedians and some... and. You know, uh, a lot of them are people I haven't heard of. I still really enjoy those ones, but sometimes there's people who are like big names. Um, 
and just the way just hearing those people talk like people you know you just don't get that in today's media you just don't get people being people um and you kind of forget like you know this person who wrote uh you know the latest iron man movie is just a dude who's got you know probably has a wife and probably has kids in a house and yeah maybe it's a little bigger and maybe it's a little fancier but they're just they're just people with the same problems and the same crap they have to deal with but they you know through passion through work through drive have created this you know hopefully amazing thing and and what's incredible is that now all of us can do that all of us can just be some guy who makes something um and that's that's really exciting and i th- i think that even stretches to people like you know gun and th- this is going to sound really weird i don't i don't want to make this a political issue but you know if you're a gun enthusiast and you want to make videos about guns you know you can do that and if you're a you know if you're a brony and you want to make you know a blog about how cool uh, my little pony is you can do that and find an audience and you just could not do that before and and so, no. you know, doing a podcast where you're talking to someone from, you know, some, you know, idiot in Canada, you know, from your, you know, uh, glorious estate in Slovenia, yeah. you know, you yeah. can do that now. Basically. I'm just going to call my butler over for a second. Exactly. Just, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, that's kind of, yeah. And the whole uh, people talking like people thing, that that's sort of the premise of like yeah. everything I do. Right. Because I just got tired of the whole overproduced like PR, you know, speak that you get from I, most traditional media. At least that's how it is over here. So It's interesting but, because it's interesting because I think we're finally using technology in a more humane way. Um, and by that, oh, I mean, you know, back, you know, 300 years ago, excuse me, what did people do? They told stories. They told stories to one another in person. Um, but now, the only difference is that now that we, we don't have the geographical limitations. And so, if you can get a couple people into a room or on Skype, you know, thousands of miles apart and just get them talking, I, I think, you know, there's something really magical that happens there that, that it, it really speaks to who we are as people um, and our need to tell and hear stories um, from, from those of us who we're doing, you know, basically doing life with, right. We're, we're all, mm-hmm. man, this is getting really, <laughs> this is getting yeah, really we're, we're, weird, yeah. but you know, we're kind of all on this planet at the same time. And, and, you know, bef- you know, this is the first time really in human history where, I can I can know in a pretty detailed and intimate way what someone who lives on the other side of the world is going through um, in their life, and that's that's really remarkable. Yeah, you see that that's the whole giddy over the internet thing. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the best way. I, can. I talked to Chris Hans last week, the guy that does uh, SSKTN, the podcast network. Okay, he's also in Canada, so. Yeah, we talked about like along the same lines, but yeah, I just because Canadians I, like talking. If there's one thing <laughs> Canadians know how to do, it's talk. Okay, and speaking of Canada, I'm trying to do because this is this is, uh, interview is going to go into my Slovene feed eventually, right? Right. I have an English side and then a Slovene side. So. Do you have a translator? Like, is there going to be a translator over uh, top of me? Like a really <laughs> preferably like some someone in their mid to, mid to late thirties. I'm um, going to use I a mean, If you could get a female, yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. say, if you get a woman to do it, um, <laughs> with a yeah. with a really, like, high, raspy voice, you know, kind of like that, like... Oh, the, uh, you want the raspy voice. Uh, I want a raspy voice, yeah. I can get you, like, a raspy voice and a lisp. 
My voice that's is so. I I just think my voice is so damn irritating. I that's actually truth be told. I so I do listen to every. I, I do listen to each podcast that we do because I want to. I just like to make sure. Okay, I didn't swear or you know mm-hmm. this actually makes sense or whatever. Just to make sure it's it's there and it's complete and it's right. Um, but man, I cannot listen. I can't stand the sound of my voice at all. So if you could put a good translator or just. Um, <laughs> <laughs> run me through run me through some sort of speech recognition software that will output yeah, I'm just gonna, a robotic I'm gonna voice that everything put it into you know google translate and yeah. let it do its thing yeah so. i don't think yeah. is there anyone is there anyone where you live in slovenia who uh, who is just so who talks like this is there anyone who's so animated because you you're you're pretty calm you've got an even even keel <laughs> to your and i feel yeah. like that the accent and the language doesn't lend itself to you know just outbursts of random <laughs> stupidity like i have you know like i do no it's just it's probably just because this is like i said my third interview and i'm kind of in the groove now oh so, so yeah. you're you're in right, oh, so what it really is you're tired you're ready to quit for the night you're ready to go to bed you're just like you've got your you've got your pjs on you've got your slippers on your butler's handing you you know your late night milk and yeah. <laughs> you know in a gla- in a in a glass a crystal glass and um you're just this is the end you're just waiting for this to finish so that you can go off to to, sl- yeah. to sleep in your because this your... is this is basically like downtown abbey but everybody's talking <laughs> slovene this is yeah that's my life basically. is that true is it like down i haven't seen the show my mom loves the show um i don't know how she's gonna feel is it true that p diddy's going on that show is that true is that a real thing i, I just saw that i'm i'm i um, that has to be a joke. I'm gonna have right? to ask I my mean, mom. She's, I wouldn't say she's the biggest. She's the biggest, probably the one. You know, one of those Downton Abbey fanatics. Don't know that she's big on P Diddy. I don't know that she's up on her <laughs> on her. You know, late nineties. Yeah, the, the thing I read is that he really likes the show. And like, oh, really? Yeah. He so actually he's a likes, fan. He was yeah. like, you know what? I I could basically buy this show. So just let me <laughs> let me on. This is if you don't want me to take things over, just let me on and and you know. Yeah, his his guest appearance is going to be the the Downton Abbey white party or whatever the hell he has. You know, really he has those. Yeah, he has. No, that's a joke. I don't yeah. have any information, but I know just know PD does those white parties where everybody's dressed in white. Uh, so maybe that's going to happen. But yeah, that's he was he was actually really good in that uh, Take Him to the Greek movie. I don't know if you saw that with um, Jonah Hill that. and Russell Brand. Yeah. I thought he was hilarious. And yeah, I think he has that something. I think <laughs> he, he's really. I think he's talented. But this is a this is an interesting story. I don't know. Neither of us watch the show. Why are we talking about down? Yeah, I, I you don't live know. there. I don't you know. live there. That's why I live so you're there. You're excited yeah. for P Diddy to come and hang out with you. <laughs> yeah, basically in your castle. <laughs> yeah, and he, I'm gonna dub him with a raspy Slovene woman as well. So, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Do you do that's that gonna... for all your guests, or just uh, rich rapper the ones, ones? The ones I like. Yeah, I'm gonna put it here like that. So, so I'm, not getting a, I'm not getting. I'm not getting. Yeah, saying. you're getting. Yeah, all I right. like you. So yeah, you're getting. All right. Me and okay, Diddy. Okay, so the, where was I? Okay, yeah, the whole. Oh, who Canadian. knows, dude? Who knows? At this <laughs> yeah. point, at this point, it's gonna be pink suspenders at some yeah. point. But yeah, okay, no. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, okay. The whole uh, I'm trying to because it's gonna go into my Slovene feed as well. I just uh, I'm trying to ask people because like I like you said, we're all just some guys somewhere. But like mm-hmm. all of the podcasts I listen to, nobody ever talks about where they're from and what their like surroundings are like. Right. So I just you're in Vancouver now. So, yeah. So I live in Vancouver. Um, what do you want to know? How I detailed? Don't know. 
Yeah, I, I, I always have trouble phrasing this because, you know, I don't want you to go, you, I have like three malls, like three <laughs> kilometers from my house. I don't want to, but just like what, what life's like there and stuff like sure. that. So it's actually, it, it's an interesting topic because I, my life now living in Vancouver, I lived here just over a year. It's wildly different from growing up in a small town of 3,000 people where, you know, you have a house, you know, you live in a two, two, you know, one or two story house and there's yard and, you know, there's green grass around you, surrounding you. There's, you know, literally meters of space between you and the next family. Um, here, none of, there's none of that. I mean, there's no grass. There's no, my neighbor is just on the other side of this, of this, uh, plywood or this, um, drywall um so i one of the things i've really found um is is the fact that i'm i'm never not alone um you know i open my window or even now my windows are closed because we're recording but even now i can i can still kind of hear the life going on outside mm-hmm. um you know i live in the downtown basically the downtown of a of a you know, uh, not the biggest city in canada but not the smallest for sure and it's it's one of the it's one of the um, there's lots of stuff happening all the time here and it's you know there's lots of um, people moving around and and so there's you know it's a, I live in a sort of in a, a small uh, community it's called Gastown um, it's kind of like a small section of the city it's the oldest section of the city mm-hmm. um, there's lots of restaurants around there's lots of um, bars and and pubs and that sort of thing. Um, lots of really great food. Uh, there is actually a, a grocery store um, right across the street from me, which is really <laughs> handy. Yeah. Um, a butcher shop just downstairs. It's closed for renovations right now, but it's right down. Uh, it's it's really really handy. There is the diviest bar, the diviest <laughs> bar in all of human history, literally across the street. Yeah, um, it's called. I can't remember. I can never remember the name. It's like the Royal something or the. I, I can't remember. Well, yeah, it's, it's Vancouver's. The, the tagline is Vancouver's favorite country bar, and <laughs> okay. and the characters that come out. I didn't have a TV for I think nine months um, from when I or seven months from when I moved here to like till I got the TV because um, I just didn't need it, man. I just sit at my window and the people and the interactions <laughs> that happen outside of that bar are way better, way more entertaining than anything else. I mean, there's, there's fights that break out in the middle of the day and it's sad. It's kind of sad in a way. I, I feel bad, but it's, just, it's really interesting to me. Like this whole world that I had no idea existed because I lived in a suburb of a small city where there was fields where I would dirt bike or, you know, a, a forest where I would build tree forts and, and, you know, the idea of there being, we didn't even have a bar in our town, let alone, mm-hmm. you know, Vancouver's favorite country bar. And so, <laughs> yeah. so like this whole, this whole culture is a very different, I, I, you know, I, I, I shy away from calling it culture shock, but it is very different. Um, and that's, so that's kind of what my, my area, my life, I work really close to home. Um, my office is actually just down the street. Um, uh, for now we're looking for new offices, but, um, yeah, I, I just live in a kind of a, a, a busy area, lots of people, lots of cool things, lots of, lots of excitement happening in this area right now. So that's what, that's what Gastown Vancouver is kind of like, well, lots of excitement and a country bar. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'd love to see that place, but <laughs> it's pretty remarkable. I, I, you know what? I, maybe I'll take a pic- I'll take a picture of the bar because that okay, alone. I'll put, I'll put it is in the show worth. notes. All right. So, yeah, that'd be that'd be great. It's pretty. It's pretty remarkable. Okay, so now we're gonna move to like the last section All right. of uh, this uh, interview. Uh, I usually ask my guys like which hardware and software they use because mm-hmm. there's two parts to that. I'm just selfish and I want to find out about like apps that are actually cool. Yeah. But the way I phrase it is the stuff that you actually use, not the stuff that you think is kind of you know right. cool flavor of the month stuff. So, <laughs> sure. You know, well, that makes just, the list pretty boring, but I will <laughs> I will I will do my best. So I use a MacBook Air. Mm-hmm. Um, the I just I got it last year. I spec'd it out to the highest end. I I think it's got like eight gigs of RAM, five hundred gigabytes of uh, SSD space. That's about all I know about it. Um, Thirteen inch, beautiful. I came from a MacBook Pro, um, and so it's actually the same uh, resolution with a higher pixel density. So it's really nice. Oh, okay. um, uh, then, uh, geez, for work. I I mean I have an iPhone and an iPad that I I test you know we're making we make a lot of we're making an iPhone app so that's mm-hmm. what I used to test um, and also tweet and make poop jokes that sort of thing <laughs> um, but I, it's kind of weird that we spend so much money on devices to make poop jokes but that's another topic um, True. so I use Photoshop a lot I do a lot of my design so maybe I'll start from at least design work I'll start from the beginning so I do a lot of you know note taking either on paper or in a notes app, um, just getting like the ideas out, just getting like the, the general sense of what it is we're trying to create. Um, then I move on to, uh, wireframing, which I generally do. I've done, I've been doing in keynote actually. Um, Apple's keynote, uh, presentation yeah, software. Actually, yeah. I've heard of that being used for wireframing. It's, it's really, it's really good, but we just started literally this weekend. We just started. We moved our keynote presentation over to um, Google's uh, presentation software online, mm-hmm. like their Google, their Google Apps. You know, they have uh, like a Word. You know, yeah, like I a know. Word. The, it's duplicate. Google Drive now. Yeah, it's changed. Yeah. The name changes every. Yeah, so they have, yeah. they have a pre- they have a presentation version or, or app, uh, and it's it's fantastic. It's it's almost as good as keynote in terms of its, you know, just in terms of its drawing capabilities and, and what you can actually create in it. But what we found is that, you know, we would send these keynotes back and forth and we would talk about the changes that we were making or talk about decisions we were making in person. Um, you know, we would sit over the keynote, two people at a chair or two people at a screen and we would talk about things, make decisions, which is great. Only there's no record of those decisions or records of those discussions being, you know, that mm-hmm. we're having. And so, when we're working on a product that's so com in, in terms of just the number of things that we needed to do, it's rather, it's actually kind of complex. Um, what Google presentation allows us to do is we can just have all of our comments and all of our dialogue in the, in the presentation software so that, you know, you can add comments to different elements or you can just type notes for a slide or there's a chat thing. And so when I pass this wireframe off to developers, um, they see not only the finished product, but they actually see a lot, if not all, a lot of the thinking that goes behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we use we just started using that. That's been really great. Uh, I use Photoshop for making mockups. I use Xcode to kind of you know fumble my way through, occasionally trying to get things into a you know <laughs> ready state, and then the developers <laughs> rip everything I do and rip out everything I do and redo it. Um, uh, geez. I, email i mean we use a lot of communication 
um, stuff to kind of keep ourselves in the loop. Um, uh, I use text. I use like TextMate. And I, I text editors because I do web development as well. So I'm always going back between text editors. I guess I use TextMate and Sublime kind of interchangeably. Mm-hmm. You know, one I get frustrated with one and then go back to the other until I get frustrated with it and go back to the other. Um, yeah, Skype. We're using Skype. I don't know. Yeah, I use that's what- <laughs> I, I use the I use the I use the uh, Adobe. I mean, as as frustrating as Adobe has been as a as a company and a, as you know just their products in general have been for the last few years. The last like year and a half couple years have been they've done some remarkable things um i use i use lightroom for photography i use premiere for video editing i use after effects when i try to you know hack away a stupid animation that you know someone else could do in five seconds that takes me an hour and a half (laughs) um so i i'm really actually pretty invested in the adobe world right now which is interesting given how first off first off how much i pirated I mean, the number of times I pirated Photoshop in my life, you know, I, I deserve multiple life sentences, I'm sure, at this point. But, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy to pay them. I, I'm ha- they are doing good work, so I'm, I'm happy to pay them, and I, I use the heck out of their stuff now. Yeah, well, the, the whole cloud suite is going to be right up your alley then. It, it, you know what? I, I don't know if you saw the there, – there's a blog post from last year um, where I actually – had a real tough time getting that stupid subscription to work the first time, yeah. um, but now that it's now that it's working, it, it's it's pretty remarkable. It's pretty cool. Uh, and then your phone and your iPad, but again, the stuff that you actually use. Uh, so I use an iPhone 4S because I am not in dire need of an iPhone 5 as much as I really, 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 really want one. Um, <laughs> I know, I know that there's something new coming around the corner, so I've kind of. I've, I've, you know, I just realized I don't need an iPhone five. It would be, a, it's a nice to have. So, um, but I think with iOS seven coming out, I'm probably going to get the iPhone, whatever comes next, you know, in the fall or whatever. Mm. Uh, so I have a white iPhone four right now running iOS six. Um, and then I have an iPad mini, um, that, uh, that's running iOS six. It's, um, it's black and it has a red cover. <laughs> Red smart yeah, cover. It should have been a pink cover, but yeah. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, I didn't want. I didn't want to. The thing is, <laughs> the thing is, when when it, it it's different when it's with the tank top because the tank top is so big that no one else would think to steal it. But I think if I had a white a pink iPad thing, you know, some like you know sixteen year old girl's gonna think it's theirs and and take it off the coffee table when they. Yeah. And then not, every sorry, time take it off. Not that they're in my plate. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Take it yeah. off the coffee shop table that I'm in public because they see it and I've left it with a coffee. This is really, you know, I'm making yeah, just, a, just quit a while, I was going to say quit while, quit while I'm ahead. Yeah, ahead. yeah you're but right. you're not really ahead. I should have. So. I should have really stopped this then at like probably eight minutes in. <laughs> Would probably have been a good time to to shut things down. But that yeah. was fun. Is that it? Do you want to know more? I got man. I got. No, okay, I'm Again, just going to ask you. I, I have this one question that I always ask at the end. All right. Um, okay. And if you have a piece of hardware or something physical, it doesn't have to be a gadget, but mm-hmm. I've gotten like weird responses before, so don't be okay. like confined to gadgets. But one one physical thing that kind of made made a mark on your life or you thought that was it was made for you. Right. Do you think, yeah, I remember you, uh, you teed up that question and I, I'm trying to think, you know what? Uh, I'm going to have to say it's the iPhone. Um, I wrote a post uh, 
just a couple weeks ago. I don't remember if I wrote it on the... I think I wrote it on Brooks Review. Just about how intimately connected I feel to my iPhone. Um, I wrote it in relation to, you know, the new or the speculation at the time that, you know, iOS 7 was going to be a big departure from oh, I read that the model. Okay. Yeah. And, and that actually comes from a place of, I use my iPhone every day for so many different things. And it truly has, um, it truly has, uh, of the things that I look at around my apartment, um, the, you know, the things that I own. Um, I would definitely say the iPhone has had the most remarkable uh, uh, um, effect on my life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, computers in general, yeah, but just the, 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 the iPhone has had a pretty remarkable uh, effect on my life. And so I would say that, you know, in, because of that, I think I could, it's probably safe to say that, you know, it's the product that was, that was uh, you know, it was made for me. <laughs> See, John, that's Steve. Steve and Johnny were like thinking, "I bet that Canadian, that fat Canadian guy, he's gonna like this. <laughs> he's gonna like what we've done here." Yeah, yeah. They they did it with you in mind, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's there's a pink prototype somewhere. Where <laughs> the, you know, it was called the Pet, and he just never you know, market research. Shockingly, kinda. shockingly, it never made it out of the, the lab. Yeah. But there's, you know, it's going to show up on eBay. And, you know what, you know, man? I think, I think a pink iPhone, uh, jokes aside, I think there is a huge market for pink iPhones. Oh, definitely. Um, I, don't, I, think you're, I think you're underselling the fact that I'm not the only one That's definitely would be interested. the case. Yes. Because then the 16-year-olds at the coffee shop. The 16-year-olds and the bronies, man. <laughs> what, uh, that's who, who else wants pink anything? <laughs> Yeah, the brownie thing. I'm not. No, we're not gonna go down that. All right, because yeah, we'll that's a just a whole bag of I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, pet, that's pretty much it, basically. Oh, cool. Yeah, so thanks for cool. doing this. Seriously, thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Uh, hi, listeners. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, that, I'm sure they did. I All just right. have to figure out how to put the pink tank top and Ben Brooks into the title now. That's my mission, basically. <laughs> Sounds I'm good. I'm going to be dreaming about that. So, yeah. Oh, Thanks I'm again. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. This was the fourth episode of the Storming Mortal podcast. You can find Pat on Twitter at Pat Drybora and PatDrybora.com. And his podcast, 100 Down, is at 100down.net. I really do welcome all kinds of feedback because this is my first foray into English speaking stuff for real. So you can reach me via email at hello at stormingmortal.com. And I also created an English Twitter account of mine. So that's at atomicxx. And until next week, that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening. Bye.